0: Welcome everybody to the Falcons Final Whistle Podcast. I'm Scott Baer alongside Chris Rim and we are at MetLife Stadium hours after the Atlanta Falcons came through with a clutch come from behind 17 to 14 victory that marks the team's first win of the season. You'll notice that our trio is down to two. Tori McElhaney, Atlanta Falcons beat reporter and analyst at a wedding with her family uh, back at the ATL, and uh, she was not the bad luck charm that, that prevented this victory previously. Uh, it was just a matter of clutch performance on the field. Chris, we saw a lot of good play from the Falcons in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, from Kyle Pitts's catch to Cordero Patterson's clutch play, we saw a come from behind win and just clutch play overall.
0: Yeah, and You know what else is clutch? The fact that we have a new sponsor on board, Microsoft Windows 11. A big thank you to them, the official operating system of the NFL and the Atlanta Falcons. The all-new Windows 11 is here to bring you closer to what you love, like the Falcons' final whistle post-game podcast. Learn all about the awesome new features of Windows 11 at Windows.com. And by this point, this is our third Final Whistle Podcast episode. You guys probably already know the format. We're going to break this thing down in four five-minute quarters, and we're and we're going to talk about a bunch of different topics, including one that you brought up to us on Twitter, starting with exactly what happened in this game and moving down to what this game could mean for the Falcons moving forward as they get, again, their first win of the season, one and two. It was clutch. It was dramatic. It was fun to watch, and it's going to be super fun to talk about as we start the first quarter. We've got five minutes on the clock, Chris Rim, to talk about the really interesting play of Kyle Pitts, who was not involved in the offense at all through three quarters to the tune of zero yards and zero catches on zero targets, and then comes through and is a pivotal player in this fourth quarter comeback. What did you make of his day as a whole? Uh, Because... When it mattered most, Kyle Pitts definitely showed up.
1: Yeah, I think through the first two weeks, we saw Pitts gradually come into the threat that we expect him to become. Last week he had 73 yards. The first week I think he he had a couple catches, but not maybe like 40 yards. And this week I think people expected to see him take another step and maybe even reach that 100-yard barrier with – you know, with this defense, but we saw the complete opposite. We saw Lee Smith get three targets. Right. <laughs> through three. Lee Smith, not the great guy, you know, throwback dinosaur, uh-huh. but Lee Smith is a blocking tight end. You know, he's traditionally – he had four receptions last year and the year before that. His career high is ten receptions. So wow. it's a little bit odd when you see Lee Smith with three receptions and Kyle Pitts with, with, without a target. It would be different if he had six targets, no receptions. That's different. But weren't even tr- trying to, to seemingly to get him involved. And and I think, you know, Archer Smith mentioned post game that you got to give the defense some credit. And Matt Ryan also mentioned post game that they were doing things like because Calvin really started out really hot, and then they they began doubling him within the zone, as Matt Ryan mentioned. And then with Kyle Pitts, he was seeing a cornerback or a linebacker and then a safety over top. So I guess yeah. that played a role. But man, I think the the biggest thing that we saw on Twitter and that fans were talking about was where is Kyle Pitts? But I think when you draft a person, especially a tight end, number four overall, you can't can't have him in in his three-point stance that he perfected since high school the whole yeah. game. He has to be yeah. out there catching passes and scoring points for you. So, And we saw that in the fourth quarter quick. He changed mm-hmm. the game in one quarter. So I, I thought it was an interesting strategy to not, you know, try to call something up to get him involved. And then in the fourth quarter, we, see, we saw what he can do when he just touches the ball. And even when he's not touching the ball, getting past P.I. calls.
0: Those guys on twitter are good (laughs) with photoshop right we saw one picture of kyle pitts (laughs) on a milk carton in the third quarter, where like, where did Kyle Pitts go? Why did we draft <laughs> this guy? Well, we saw in the fourth quarter why, why? you draft him, yep. because not only did he have some important catches, including that fourth quarter, I'm sorry, the, on that final drive, he gets the 24, 25 yards to set up the game-winning field goal. Also, that pass interference play, just by his presence of being there, causes that contact, helps set up that Lee Smith throwback dinosaur touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> I love that Lee handed the ball to an offensive lineman, because offensive linemen and never get to spike it. Oh, Lee Smith that. never gets to spike right. it either. Right, right? Take, your tr- right. <laughs> take your moment. Take your moment.
1: Just a humble guy, a throwback diner. that's who he like. Said he likes to party with. Yeah. So yeah, I think just and and you see by just by just being by just throwing a target is. He doesn't have to always catch the ball, but just give him a shot, especially in the red zone, because you saw you know they were grabbing him because he's so big. He's six six, two hundred forty five pounds, and he runs a 4'4". It's just hard to stick with that guy. So I think just giving him a chance and. And I think moving forward, Arthur Smith and, and Matt Ryan and, and and the offense, they'll they'll figure out ways to get Kyle more involved earlier because you, you have to.
0: Yeah. I, if you go back to that preseason finale against Cleveland, he played one snap. It was a design play where he goes into the flat. He gets hit in stride. He turns it into a 25-yard play or something like exactly. that. Those are the types of things where even if it's – just something to get the guy a touch. And this isn't us criticizing Arthur Smith's play calling. It was obviously very effective, and it's been innovative. But getting guys' touches early, I think, can be helpful, getting them into the flow of the game. And, yes, he said it's disrespectful to the Giants' defense, and we're just going to go straight at one of the weapons if they're working so hard to take him away, but this is a game they also played without Russell Gage, right? That They right. were down one of their top weapons, and we, we saw what happens yeah. when Kyle Pitts is a factor. When you just throw at him, the possibility of like of a flag gets in there. Um, this guy about the, should they or shouldn't they have drafted a thing? Of course they should have, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. But you see these windows, like these opportunities. He's just such a dynamic exactly. playmaker yeah. that you just have to go to him. He's so fun to watch, right? He's yeah. so big. He's so entertaining. Uh, like, what was your favorite Kyle Pitts moment?
1: I think it was that catch at the end where he put them in field position in the 20. Well, actually, maybe it was the pass interference just because he's so big and, and guys can't contain him. But I think, yeah, like you were saying, there are certain players where sometimes you just need them to touch the ball and great things happen. Yeah. Sometimes you have to break your game plan or whatever it is to get your best guy the ball and put him in space to do well. So. That's what I th- think they need to do more of, and we saw what he could do today.
0: With one second left, Chris Rim comes <laughs> and locks it in at five minutes exactly. As we move on to quarter number two, and in the second quarter, we are taking a Twitter topic coming from Stimmy Turner.
1: Stimmy Turner, I'm
0: curious if that's your real name, please please <laughs> let us know if it is. I love it, uh, and he wanted to talk to hear us talk about the comeback, right? That the Falcons have scored what once. Heading into the fourth quarter, yep. and then they found a way to score on that Lee Smith touchdown, and then they found a way to go ahead on the uh, Young-Way-Koo 40-yard field goal. By the way, right through the middle. Right through Clutch the middle. as it gets. Why don't we start at the end, since we just mentioned him. young uh, Youngway's from New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? And you asked Arthur Smith... Does it make you a little less nervous when you like when you have a guy like that who's been so clutch? Yeah, and he's like he didn't say it directly, but yeah, yeah. basically the answer yeah. is yeah. I mean, was there any doubt in your mind what he was going to do at that moment?
1: Yeah, I felt like it was almost. Like there was like no I, once I saw where they were, I thought, OK, the, once Kyle caught that pass, I was like, OK, the game's over. Right. Because I I just young young way's been so good over the past two and a, and a half seasons. It's all it's almost like automatic when he's within that range. And even when he's over 50, it's it's still, you know, kind, kind of automatic. He was perfect from that range of last year. So, yeah, and and his coach, his longtime coach from high school, Pat uh, Sempier, uh-huh. I hope I'm not mispronouncing his last name, was also there, and we got to see that on the Instagram story. Um, and, and I feel like it's a cool – I feel like this, this game today was probably for Koo, I, we haven't we didn't get a chance to talk to him, but it had to have been a cool full circle moment for him. You know, four years ago, he's run out of Los Angeles. He misses a game-tying field goal, a game-winning field goal, Chargers to start 0-4. And then four years later, fresh off of Pro Bowl year, in his third game of the season, he gets his first game-winning field goal, and it's tw- it's 12 miles away, a 15-minute drive from where he learned what football was in seventh grade, where he started playing football, and his coaches and teammates are in attendance. So it's like it must have been a great moment for him on top of
0: everything, everything else. That's a wealth of knowledge about <laughs> a kicker, Chris, and I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug number one.
1: Yes, big story coming soon, this week. Yeah. This week on Young Way, on staying at the top. Mm-hmm. He's determined to, you know, his journey coming here from South Korea in se- seventh grade and learning about football after he just kicked the ball at recess. And, you know, his he's, he's driven. And I, I would say the, more than driven, he's obsessed yeah. with never going back to the feeling he had. Because for two years, Young Way sat around and, you know, wondered, what am I doing with my life am I is football the right thing? and now he's one of the best kickers in the league. He has one of the largest followings for a kicker and and not and then he's also you know a representation for a bunch of kids who don't see people who look like him in the national Football League. I think the, the percentage is point one percent Asian in the league, so he's a superstar and you know a representation for a lot of kids who I think will strive to be like him.
0: Yeah, and we, we've 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 talked about Youngway. We've talked for five minutes about <laughs> Kyle Pitts, right, in, in in the previous segment. What about Matt Ryan? Who was just okay, yeah, early on, and then completed, I don't have the stats in front of me, like 11 of 12 or 12 of 13, or a very efficient clip as he's marching down the field to lead the Falcons to two vital touchdowns. This is a guy who's been there before. He's made a bunch of clutch performances before. His role, as a calming influence, he went into that final huddle and said, we are going to win this game. Everyone, do your job and only your job. And then they went out and executed. How vital is it to have... Matty Ice in those situations
1: super vital I think having a guy like that is especially for a young team like the Falcons having a quarterback like that who's been there before done it before it doesn't matter how he played before the final drive a minute 50 seconds left on the clock you have a third you know 13 year 14 year veteran on 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 your team and a former MVP you can almost lock that in and say that that he's going to put you in the best position to succeed regardless of how he, he did during the day because I thought if anything, I thought today's game I thought was maybe the the worst of the three so far for Matt this season. Yeah. Um, I think the first two games of the year, he uh, I, I thought a lot of the the offensive line struggles played a role in his numbers, but I thought today his three sacks kind of resulted from him holding the ball a, a little bit too long, mm-hmm. and and yeah. So I, I thought to, I thought up until that point he was struggling a little bit, and then for a minute and fifty seconds you saw why Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that when it comes down to it, the, these comeback drives came down to their most important players to this point. Kyle yep. Pitts, Young-Wei Koo, who as a specialist is important, Matt Ryan, Jake Matthews, and, and, and Cordero Patterson on that big play in the right. flat. When it came to crunch time, their big players showed up. We're going to start the third quarter and spend five minutes not talking about the offense, which (laughs) really surged there at the end, but the defensive side of the football that had a bunch of nice moments and probably as important as anything in between those touchdown drives when they had to get a stop, they got a stop. And that included a third down play where the Falcons thought they got off the field and Fabian um, Moreau ended up with a – defensive PI call that was questionable, but they stuck with it. They were able to get the punt that they needed and, and allow the offense to do, uh, do their thing. This wasn't a perfect performance from the offense. They gave up 346 yards at total offense, but what did you think of their performance, one, and two, do you think that it's better than what we've seen the, the previous two games? Yeah, I think it's
1: definitely better than what we've seen the previous two games, but I also will say, if we're being honest, I, th- I think this is probably the well, would you say this is the worst offense they played? The worst
0: offense that they played? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, for so sure. I,
1: yeah, that's what I say. So I would say taking within that context, I think this is the worst offense they've played, and um, a beat up team on the O line as well. But I thought the defensive line down. I thought the defensive line looked very dominant today. Uh, that play when Grady Jarrett did that swim move oh my on gosh. 68 is on the Giants but yeah he, Price he might, is the guy's Price, last name yeah he might, he might he literally he was looking the complete opposite it was like a video game the way it he was d- d- Grady faked him out and did the did the swim move and uh, we, I re-watched it on the on the big screen and then on the Fox broadcast again I was that that was and then the sack he got you know his his first sack of the season and then I thought as far as run stoppage, I thought they did a great, an excellent job at slowing down um, Saquon Barkley. He only had 50 yards on the ground, and I think he, he, and that was a large chunk of that he got on like a 15-yard run. So for the most right. part, it was all you know, two to four yard gains. And the only time we saw him even really out in space was when he would come off of a screen. So I thought on the run they did, I thought the D line really stood out in the in the linebackers. Um, and I think as far as containing Daniel Jones, they did a lot better at doing that than they did with Jalen Hurts. So I thought that was a strong point for the defense for sure. And, and yeah, I was just really impressed by how they approached the run.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the foundation for any good defense, and that maybe is a sign that they are continuing to get better. A, a guy who maybe isn't consistently standing out, but Dante Fowler, that's two straight games with a strip sack, right? Yep. And those are the types of things that you want. if. You've got to get home more often if you're an edge rusher. But every time that he does it, he makes an impact. And I think that that's an important thing to see as we move forward. Last year, Dante Fowler had a terrible year. Right. I think he would tell you he had a terrible year. He, he was banged up. His uh, performance didn't meet his contract. Right. The, the guy takes a huge pay cut and stays here and I think is now trying to fight to reestablish himself as the edge rusher that – we saw when he was with the L.A. Rams. He likes Dean P's scheme and those types of plays. If you're going to make a sack, if you're going to get home, take the ball away. And that, that, that's something that uh, uh, Foye uh, Aluokun does a lot. We saw Isaiah Oliver keep showing up. And, you know, Tory actually wrote about yeah. this during the week. What's <laughs> up, Torrey? Uh, basically saying it's time for Falcons fans to give Isaiah Oliver And I'm sorry. And yet again he he showed it. He's becoming a pretty solid player in the slot.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, I think also the the players in that secondary, also I mean from from Eric Harris to Fabian, as you mentioned, and Ron and and, and whoever and all all the all the secondary in general, I think when we talk to them during the week, they're a very tight knit group. Mm -hmm. And I think they help guys like that, you know, the Isaiah Olivers of the world who maybe are struggling and you know, from fans or social media who are telling them that they aren't so well. It keeps you grounded, and then it keeps you it, – it helps you when you're, you know, to have games like this. And I think if, if, you know, if Isaiah just continues to build off of that, I think the secondary can be legit. Um, I would definitely like to see how they look against – a because the giants wide series were, were banged up today. Yeah. Um, So I would definitely like to see before I evaluate, you know, I think he played well today, but I think before we make any –
0: Kind of bold statements, bold right? statements.
1: I think I definitely want to see them. Uh, I get next week against Washington, uh, Terry McLaurin. That'll be that'll be a, a test. <laughs> yeah, <if> th- uh,
0: <laughs> for sure. And and that's gonna be a test against the run with uh, Anthony Gibson for sure. And you know, so it's it's gonna be interesting to see Antonio, how. Yeah, to, you're Antonio, right. Yeah. Um, to see how they pivot here. I think it was a step in the right direction. I just look at it and I think, okay, they need to keep doing better. Cause while they beat the Giants in this way. I can count a lot of teams where we may be sitting here having a different discussion, right? So I think that starts defensively, but the important thing is what you said. It starts with good run defense. We saw better against a good back. There's no taking that away from them as they continue to move forward and try to build off of what they did here against the giants. And we're starting the fourth quarter with five minutes to talk about what this game means in the context of the 2021 season, because if they don't, build off of what they did, if they don't take this clutch play at the end and find a way to use that confidence as fuel to execute well in the future, it was just one happy Sunday. And that's not going to be good enough because there's a lot of Sundays left. So how can the Falcons build on this moving forward? How can this have a lasting effect on... On what they do throughout the course of a three-game stretch of winnable games—Giants, Washington, a- and the Jets—and on forward uh, throughout the season, how can this game mean more than just a singular uh, event?
1: I think taking, just using the confidence you gain from this from this game in the future. So, guys like Cameron, how do I pronounce Cameron's last name? Nizielek. Nizielek. Okay. I think. Sorry, Cameron. Uh but uh yeah, the guys like Cameron is here, like, What we saw we saw from him, he was one of, he was he was really key in to today's game in terms of pinning the Giants back, especially the game he had last week. You know, it was first it was reported that he he might be getting cut and then it was then the then he didn't get cut, but the Falcons brought in Dustin Cole quit. And that's a lot of pressure, especially a guy who was also in the AAF with, mm-hmm. with Koo, um, on you to, to perform and he really stepped up today to perform. So a guy like that. Specifically, taking comp- taking confidence and and keeping that moving forward, but I think also understanding that I think staying level, mm-hmm. like okay, we got a win, we're one and two, but that was a banged up team, and we struggled. We we barely got we barely got away with the win. I think uh, uh, looking at the win honestly, not not saying that the win doesn't mean anything, appreciating the win and and taking your strengths, but also looking, you know, we can be a lot better. We're a lot better than I think a game. I think the Falcons are a lot better than a game winning field goal um in in a game like this today. Um so I think taking the positives but also looking at at what what they did wrong and what they can be better at. And I think there's many things. I think moving forward obviously we we need to see more of what we saw in the fourth quarter. Targeting targeting Kyle. I think even with just getting the ball in in your stars' hands. Absolutely. On, on the offensive, end. you know, even even with Calvin, design something for for Calvin if if you know he's being smothered. Design something for Kyle. Get quarterback ball. Mike Davis, just, just get get your stars the ball. And defensively, the defensive line it starts with them. Yeah. And play with that confidence that they showed today, and then good things happen on the back end.
0: Yeah, I I, I think Arthur Smith had a, a very honest and very candid that's the same word, but uh, that <laughs> it, he was very good in his press conference at both acknowledging this could be a big moment for our program yeah. in that the 2020 Falcons were 3-7 and seven in one-score games. They gave up leads like a lot of them. And so you have that problem. Now, this is a totally different regime, totally different coach. It's tough to link those two. But there needs to be a break between what has happened recently over the last two or three seasons and what will happen moving forward in the Arthur Smith regime. And he kept preaching belief and confidence. And that's – you want to say that. You want to establish that mentality. But until you go out and execute it, it doesn't mean a lot to me. A 20-point loss doesn't mean a lot to me, right? Right. Um, Because, you know – because the third quarter against the Bucs was good. But I, I think that he talked a lot about that. And most importantly, he came back at the end of his press conference and said, look, we have a lot to improve, and we know that. It, that doesn't change because we, we, we won. That's the name of the game, and that's what we're preaching, growth and improvement. Hopefully we see that again this week. We have the right mindset. This will say more about us than anything else. This performance and and what they do next Right, I don't think we're in a situation where we have to wonder if the Falcons' heads are going to get too big for themselves. Right. They're still <laughs> one and two. Everything yeah. you've said about the Giants is, is true, but how? What's the best way moving forward? How do they respond to this so they can come out and give themselves a chance and maybe beat Washington? And now we're talking two and two.
1: Yeah, I think it's starting by saying the right things. To, yeah, and I think I think Coach Arthur Smith is saying the right things. At least he's saying it to the to the media at least. But like I said earlier, I think taking from this just keeping that confidence keeping that that swag that toughness that you get from that win you know like I said last week they looked defeated after that pick that Matt threw after he the defensive line in that third quarter of last week the game was the game was over after that they were only right. down 10 or I think they were down 10 or 9 but the right. game was over yeah you know uh, he the, the the image was of him face red she screamed explicit explicit, and the game was over from that point, so just taking the confidence I think that's that's the utmost thing if you that was case, you feel good, you put whatever whatever the same. feel good, play
0: good, do better, something like that, yeah,
1: <laughs> so if you feel good and you just have that confidence every week that we we are that team, then oftentimes you play better, so just taking that confidence and building on it,
0: yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna be key moving forward and key to the Falcons doing better than what they showed early in the season and trying to build some positive momentum against beatable teams heading into a buy, and then you never know how, like what can transpire. You start playing better than the sum of your parts. And that'll do it for another episode of the Falcons Final Whistle Podcast brought to you by Windows 11. Thanks again to Microsoft for coming on board. We're so excited to have them on there. The Falcons fans should be excited by what they saw here at MetLife Stadium earning a 17-14 to 14 victory, and you you all know what to do next, right? Go back, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify. Give us a, a rating. We'd prefer it to be five stars. Yes, yes. Give us a good review. We'd <laughs> yes. prefer it to be nice, especially to Scott and Chris. Yeah, especially, Tori, uh, especially you, Timmy Turner. Uh, Timmy yeah. Turner, excuse me. Yep, yep, Stimmy Turner. Uh, and, yeah, so do all those things and download this thing on a regular as we take you through this Falcon season, what you saw and what it means for the future. That's our goal each and every week, and we look forward to coming to you Next week from home, finally, when the Falcons play the Washington football team. Talk to you next week.